And if I could turn your attention to Genesis, the 26th chapter, as you go there, I also give honor to my wife tonight. I love that she is with me and we love Tree of Life. This is home and we love our church. We've been gone so much lately. And when we are gone, um, I can tell you without any conviction that I'm maybe being dishonest. I can tell you with, with, with certainty that we miss being here at Tree of Life Church. And what a blessed church we are, what, what blessed people that we are. Uh, this is a very special place. And the Lord has been so good to us. Genesis, the 26th chapter and beginning at verse four. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto thee, or rather give unto thy seed, all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. This is God's blessing to Abraham. I'd like to take you to another verse in the New Testament, James, the first chapter in verse 17. James, the first chapter in verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. I want to preach to you tonight about the Father of lights. Just sit your Bible down for a moment and let's just praise the Lord for just a moment. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, thank you that you brought us here tonight. Thank you that you're so good to us. We give you all the praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. In this first verse that we read in Genesis, we're reading... We're reading of God's blessing given to Abraham, that the lineage of Abraham would be so innumerable that, that it would be as the stars of the heaven. Um, one verse says the sand of the seashore. It would be uncountable. It would be numerous. And, and today, there are so many of the seed of Abraham. Um, those that are physically of the seed of Abraham, those that are spiritually the seed of Abraham. And, and we believe not only are those innumerable, but we believe in the name of the Lord that there's many more to come. And, and, and the scripture describes them as the stars of the heavens. And as we as we read this, this verse in James, the first chapter, we read that, that good gifts and that perfect gifts, gifts that are, that are of God, that they come from above, from this father of lights, this father of the, the sun, the moon, the stars, and that in this father of lights, that there is no variableness, there's no, what the scripture says, shadow of turning. If you were to take a flashlight and shine it on an object in a dark room, then as you, as you turn the object or perhaps turn the focus of the light, you would realize that you were casting a shadow. But it's telling us that in God, there is no shadow. And this natural light that James is paralleling, the glory of God with this natural light. It's a gift from God. Um, I don't know about you, but about this time of year, 
I'm ready for it not to get dark so early. The light is a, is a gift from God. Um, light is the life of men. And, 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 and that's true in a spiritual sense, but that's also true in a physical sense. All of our energy comes from light. Um, the light feeds the grass through photosynthesis. The cow eats the grass. And praise God, we sit down at a steakhouse. And that energy came from an original source. And that original source was the light of life. Without that light, it, it, it would only be darkness. And I want you to know tonight that these physical realities, these organic realities, these um, cosmic creations of space and earth, these are parallels of the goodness of God. None of these things were created by accident. Not one of these things w w was created without, without in, its, in its very existence glorifying God. The sun has to glorify God. The moon and the stars have to glorify God. And while natural light contains variance and causes shadow, um, this is not true of God. Natural light has variance of brightness, variance of hue. They are lights that create shadow, but in him is no variance. In him is no shadow of turning. He is a constant light. He is a faithful light. And the way that when you get up in the morning, you just know the sun's going to rise. I want you to know that you can just trust that on the other side of the darkness of your life, that God's just going to show up. These, these things testify of God. They, they testify of the death, the burial, and the resurrection. That as you watch the sun set, you're watching the death. And as it's hidden, you're watching the burial. And as it rises, you're watching the resurrection. And, and this process causes seasons. And the seasons mirror the very same reality of his death and his burial and his resurrection. And, and we know that he made these things simple so that when someone looked on the sun or they looked on the flower or they looked on the tree, that these things would so naturally testify of Jesus. And because of this, in many ways, we're, we are without excuse because these things are glorifying God. The Lord asked Job the question. He asked him, do you know the law of the heavens? These, these governing laws, these powerful laws that, that tell us a greater story and a greater picture. And, and all of this light... That, that creates life, this light that without there would be no life, all of this light being the source of our strength, the source of our life, the source of our substance, all of this comes from the Father of lights, the, the, the originator, the, the source of our strength. 
the, the source of our life. In fact, sometimes we feel like we're being strengthened by other things. But in the same way that the, the, the cow had to eat the grass and the grass had to take in the light, I want you to know that all strength comes from God and all joy comes from God and all life comes from God and all light comes from God. Many of these lights in the heaven, they're... they're they're independent. They, what I mean by that is they, they, they stand there fixed in the heavens, firmly fixed, unmoving, yet, yet it's us. It's the earth that, that does an, a, an orbit around the sun. And, and this is interesting to me because this has been um, argued especially in hundreds of years ago, and, and, and oddly, uh, even recently, uh, people have argued about the nature of uh, the shape of the earth and the way that it all works and functions. But I want you to know tonight that there's something to be said that, that the sun isn't revolving around us, but that we're revolving and, and, and orbiting around the sun because he, he is fixed and he is forever and he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And I hope you understand tonight that I'm not worshiping the moon or the sun, but what I'm telling you tonight is that the scripture shows us that these things testify of the Lord. The, these principles were created on purpose. The, the psalmist speaking uh, of these uh, things, he said, uh, these are the faithful witnesses of heaven. And as you observe these, these celestial bodies, you're observing a faithful witness. Hebrews 11.3 tells us through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that which... Th so that which uh, so that things which are seen were, were not made of things which do appear. And, and so these, these created um, celestial bodies, they're testifying of the Lord because they were framed and they were created by his word. In fact, this father of lights, the very first thing that he spoke into existence were the simple words, let there be let there be light. And when you observe these things, you're, you're observing something that is so, so purely a testimony of who God is. When, when David looked up at the heavens and he considered them, he, he, he asked the question, what is man that thou art mindful of? Of, of him, the, the, the son of man, that, that you would visit him. And he said things like this, the 19th chapter in verse 1, he said, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. And he was saying that if you would take the time to observe these things, that you would observe knowledge being revealed, and you would observe speech, a, a testimony of God, and a testimony of God's word being revealed. Genesis 1 verse 14 establishes that these lights of the heavens and the dividing of these lights would be for signs, for seasons, for, for days, and for years. And 
and, and, and I want you to know this tonight. I'm, I'm not talking tonight about um, looking up at the stars and, and, and some um, oddly uh, shaped form of astronomy, you know, uh, look, at, look at the stars and worship them because somehow they're interconnected with God and God's the universe. And these. That's not what I'm telling you tonight. But here's what I am telling you. I'm telling you that the same God that loves you and the same God that cares for you is the very same God that fixed the sun where it is. And when it sets, you can just rest assured that it's going to rise. And so rather than look around at the things that surround us and, and, and consider the things that trouble our hearts, I want to tell you tonight that as the Magi did, they looked for the star that led them to Jesus. And so as we look up and as we consider these celestial bodies that God created to glorify him, don't look around you, look up. Because we're not looking on the things of this earth and we're not looking on the simplicities and worries and cares of this world, but we're looking up because that star, it testifies of Jesus. Amen. If we'll stop and we'll look around at these things, we'll realize who it is that it's leading us to. These magi said, Matthew 2.10 records, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding and great joy. Amen. So when I consider these things, when I consider tonight that that God, God's ways are fixed, that God is unmoved, that God is faithful. As sure as the sun will rise, the, 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 those that were there when he was crucified knew that as sure as the sun would rise, that as he promised, that he would rise. Because I know that creation testifies of him. And because I know that the heavens declare the glory and the handiwork of God. Because I know that as he created light, we're to, we're to walk in that light. Because I know the, those things, I, I don't have to be troubled with the darkness. I don't have to walk aimlessly, independent, uncertain of my trajectory in the darkness. Those magi didn't have signs in front of them pointing them where to go. But when they looked up, it, 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 it was those heavenly bodies that were pointing to Jesus. I'm telling you tonight not to look up in a physical sense, to go outside and consider where he is. But I'm telling you that these physical realities are declaring the glory of God. It's a dark, dark and confusing world. It's a world uncertain of, of direction and trajectory. We don't always know where to go. We don't always know what the next step is. But I want you to know tonight that God is faithful. I want you to know tonight that as sure as the stars and the heavenly bodies are fixed, that God is there, that he is unmoving, that he'll be there tonight and he'll be there tomorrow. Amen. So look up. Take your eyes off from the things that surround us and concern us. Look up and put your eyes on Jesus. John 
understood this principle so perfectly. John, the first chapter, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. The life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. I want you to know that Jesus is that light. Jesus is unmoved. Jesus is steadfast. Jesus will be faithful to you. Jesus originates all life, all sustenance, all power, everything that we need comes from the Lord. And so from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He, he, is, he is with us. He is for us. He's unmoving. Amen. So the, David told us, he telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them by their names. He told us in the 136th chapter, I love these verses, verse 4, to him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for for, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. To, to, to him, it says, the sun to rule by day, for, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, his mercy endureth forever. The same God that set the stars on high, the same God that placed the sun and the moon in their place, the same God that orchestrated the, 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 the revolutions and orbiting of the planets and of the earth and our orbit around the the son, the same God that put those things in order through his wisdom. He's not lost track of where you're at. He's not lost track of what you're going through. He's not placed you out in the darkness, unsure of where you are in your orbiting pattern, but you are fixed in alignment with the most high God. Jude spoke of wandering stars. And that's a reality of sin. It's an aimlessness. It's an aimlessly wandering through the void. But I want you to know that as you walk in the light that God has called us into, you're not a wandering star. Amen. There's a, there's a pattern to this thing. There, there's a way that the, that the moon is fixed to the earth and the earth is fixed to the sun and the moon does not become lost in its, in its orbit and, and the earth does not become confused and misdirected in its orbit. In that very same way, God knows right where you are at. Amen. He's not lost track of where you are. 
You're not a wandering star. You're not aimlessly floating through the cosmos and the barrenness and the darkness. Amen. But you are in sync tonight. I want to testify to somebody that wherever you're at and whatever you're going through, you are in sync tonight with the Father of lights. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. We're told in that first chapter of Genesis, verse 16, that as he forms these celestial bodies, it tells us, and God made two great lights, the great light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night, that he made the stars also. And and this is a literal scripture. It's a scripture that's speaking of this moment in creation that, that he set the sun in its place. And he placed the moon in its place. And he gave unto them commandments. He, he placed in their very existence laws. But, but in the same way that this is a physical reality, I, I want to observe some things that we can parallel tonight with, with who we are and where God has placed us and what he's placed us to do, who he's placed us to be. When we consider tonight that our role in creation is to declare him, to glorify him, to worship him, it, it would be too easy to skip over the, the original worshiper, the, the, the archetypal um, worshiper of the heavens. And, and tonight I'm, I'm, I'm referring to, to Lucifer, I'm referring to who the Bible would call later Satan, I'm referring to this heavenly being that was created to glorify God. I want to call you tonight to Ezekiel the 28th chapter in verse 12. These scriptures begin to tell us about who he was, about what he was supposed to be, who, what he was supposed to do, and, 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 and then what instead happened. Ezekiel, the 28th chapter, verse 12, the prophet speaking, Son of man, take up a limitation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, God speaking to the prophet here, Thus saith the Lord God, thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardius, the topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, and the onyx, and the jasper, and the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, the gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day thou wast created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from, day, uh, from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy mercies, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up 
because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy, thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. I want to continue the story, Isaiah the 14th chapter and verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cast down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt thy throne above the stars of God. My, my throne above the stars of God. I, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Can, can you hear tonight the, the, the tone, the attitude of, of that angel, that angel Lucifer, covered in jewels, created to reflect and to reflect the light that is the glory of God. The light was never in Lucifer. Lucifer was never the originator of the light. In Lucifer, there was no light to begin with, but the jewels that were placed upon his body, the jewels, the, the sapphire, the, 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 the topaz, the various jewels placed upon his body, these jewels are only made beautiful by the refraction and reflection of the greater light. But by reason of his brightness, a misled, a misidentified, a wrong attitude regarding where the glory came from. He began to believe that it was the jewels upon his body that were beautiful. He, he began to believe that it was the gold placed upon his body that was beautiful. But know tonight that the moment that the light would have been removed from the jewels placed upon his body, there would have only been blackness. There would not have been beauty. There would not have been shimmer. There would not have been shine. But by reason of his brightness, he believed himself to be great. He was consumed in pride. He was misled in his identity. And then he began to speak these desires that he he would ascend into the heavens, that he would be like the most high, that he would ascend above the heights of the clouds, and, and, and that he would be this, this marvelous and this great thing. In fact, in that original name, that name Lucifer, that name pertains to light. It pertains to the light bearer. The, the one that was created to glorify and to worship God by reflecting him. It's in his name, Lucifer. It's a very similar root as we speak of heavenly bodies and we talk about the moon, we talk about lunar. And these come from very similar roots as pertaining to brightness. And, and tonight as I consider the handiwork of God, as I consider the way that the heavens were created to glorify him, and I consider tonight Lucifer and his deception and the way that he was so misled, consider tonight the moon. Consider the way that 
The moon itself does not contain brightness. The moon is not an originator of light. The moon only exists to reflect and to refract the greater light. When we read in Genesis, that first chapter, that 26th verse of that greater light and that lesser light, that lesser light, the moon, only works when it is in sync with the greater light. And when it is in sync with the greater light, it is able to reflect the glory of the greater light. But that serpent was deceived. He began to believe that he was that light. He began to believe that he could ascend above the heavens. He believed that he could be like that most high and greater light. And unfortunately, unfortunately, what we find is we find that when the moon, when it eclipses the sun, when it gets in front of the sun, when its position is placed before the sun, that it causes darkness to shine upon the earth. Allow me tonight the freedom to parallel the exact story and, and, and metaphor that we see of Lucifer. A light that was created to be in sync. A, a, a reflection of the greater glory of God that went out of sync from the greater light. When, when, when causing an eclipse in front of the greater light. When placing himself in front and above the greater light. We find that as he is cast down, that darkness was shown upon the earth. And I, I want you to know tonight that this was not the original plan. I, I want you to know tonight that while God is all-knowing that Satan was outside of his created purpose when he rejected the greater light and glory of God. Why am I telling you this tonight? I'm telling you this because that body, the moon, that symbol that God has placed in the heavens is a very similar symbol to who you and I have been created to be. My purpose in the earth is not to shine and resonate and become a star and, 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 and believe myself to be an originator of beauty and light and life. No, sir. No, ma'am. There is no light in this being. There is no glory in this body. There is no light of my own origin or of my own accord. But you and I, ladies and gentlemen, we have been created to reflect the glory of the greater light. Let me remind you tonight that that only works when we are in sync with where God is. Everywhere God goes, I've got to be in sync with the greater light. Everything that God does, I've got to be in a positioned state with the glory of the greater light. This is what Matthew means when it says, let your light so shine before men. It's a dark, dark world. Let the light of the glory of God shine in your heart. Let the light of the glory of God reflect off of your very being. That, that angel Lucifer, we, we know that the angels, they cry hallelujah. 
And we've heard it said that hallelujah is the highest praise. And this is, this is a um, commentary on the scripture. The scripture does not state that hallelujah is the highest praise. Many have believed this and they've, they've commented on these scriptures to say this. And, 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 and much of this is because we know that the angels cry hallelujah. And so if the angels cry hallelujah, then obviously we need to cry hallelujah. But if you'll take the time to look at what that hallelujah means, what that, what that original form of praise was, that, that first word, halal, it, 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 it's, it's a form of praise. It's a form of worship. It indicates a brightness. It indicates a shining. It, it, it's a shining for. And, and when you examine the second part of the word, that, that root Yah is Yahweh, that Old Testament form of the name of God. And so the word hallelujah is an indication of to praise God or perhaps more um, specifically defined to shine for the glory of God, to reflect the glory of God. Lucifer was created in his very being, in, in his very existence to be a form of halal, yah, a, a hallelujah in his very being, that those gems and those precious stones and those precious metals would reflect the glory of God. He rejected that plan. He was cast down from the heavens. But we rest assured tonight that as many as there are sand on the seashore and as many as there are stars in the heaven that we, the children of Abraham, have been created to glorify God in the darkness. Let me tell you what you're supposed to do. In, in this chaotic world, in this confusing thing that we call living in this earth and attempting to live for God, let me tell you what we've been created to do. You've been created to be a hallelujah, that I will reflect the glory of God in the darkness. My body should reflect God. My thoughts should reflect God. My actions should reflect God. The words that come out of my mouth should reflect the glory of the greater light. I'm not called to make a name for myself. I'm not called to call glory or attention unto myself. This is what holiness is about. It's not about some specific um, specific targeted, um, we're, we're going to do this and do this and do this and not do this and not do this. All of those things are an attempt to describe what it's like to live in a state that we don't glorify ourselves, but we bring glory unto the greater light. There are things I do and there are things I don't do. Not just because somebody said I should do or shouldn't do them, but I do them because I need to be a reflection of the greater light. And I'm not going to fall tonight to the, to, the, to the luciferic deception that we somehow originate beauty and originate wisdom and originate all of these things. He was never the originator. Let's not get it twisted tonight. I've not been created with any form of beauty or glory save the glory of God that is able to reflect on my life. 
in this barren world. It's when the moon eclipses the sun. It's when it gets in front of the sun. It's when it gets in, in, in the way of the visual perspective of the greater light that darkness is cast upon the world. And here we find ourselves. We find ourselves in a place that Lucifer was deceived. We find ourselves in a place that in his deception, he eclipsed the glory of the greater light. It's a dark world. People don't know where to turn. People don't know where to go. They can't see their way. But in the middle of a dark world, let's remind ourselves that the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. If I can open up his word, I can see the lamp and I can see the light. Let's remind ourselves that the greater light is fixed and unmoved and no matter what happens in this world, I can look up from which cometh my help. Help, my help cometh from the Lord. So I'm not looking to the left, and I'm not looking to the right, and I'm not considering the darkness. I'm looking to the light. I'm looking to the light. I said somebody needs to look up. Like the Magi did wandering through that desert, look up. It'll lead you to Jesus. Look up. It'll lead you toward the Lord. Look up. From whence cometh our help. I want you to stand with me across this room. Those of us that are here tonight and those that are watching online, I know you have your own life experiences. I know you have your own things that you're going through in life. But I think we can all agree tonight that it is a dark world. It's a barren world. It's a confusing world. Here's what I mean by that. I mean that without God, I don't know the next step to take. Without God, I don't know how to find him in the darkness save that he leads me. Without God, I, I don't know the next step to take, let alone the path. But I want you to know tonight that you can lift up your eyes. He's here tonight. He knows where you're at. He's not gone anywhere. Get in sync with him tonight. I want to remind somebody of your purpose, of what you've been placed to do on that job, what you've been placed to do in that school, what you've been placed to do on that college campus. You've been placed there to reflect the glory of his light. So open up your mouth and testify. Open up your mouth and speak of his glory. Open up your mouth and speak of his goodness. You're reflecting. You're reflecting a greater light. You're reflecting a greater beauty. I wonder if every person across this place would lift up your hands as they begin to pray. Lord, we need your help tonight. We need your help tonight that we would find our purpose and our identity in you once again. Lord, that we would stay in sync with where you're at. Lord, that we would remember that our purpose is to reflect your glory, to live out a hallelujah in our lives. Lord, I pray for somebody, a wandering star, someone that's been wandering in the darkness, uncertain of where to go. I pray today that we would get in sync, in sync with you, in sync with where you're at. Hallelujah, Lord. I want to invite you to find a place of prayer. Maybe there's someone here you'd want to come to the front of this room, or maybe you'd like to kneel where, you're, where you are, or maybe you'd like to lift your hands and close your eyes and focus on him. The Lord's speaking to somebody that's listening. He wants to place you in sync. 
He wants to show you where to go again. Come on, lift up your hands to the Lord as they begin to sing tonight. Hallelujah. You bring light to the dark. 